0: Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode 369, Memories and Souvenirs. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Mark DeCote. I've had way too many hot chocolates this week, and I believe if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday... I talk about holding on while letting go. Well, welcome to December, everybody. Is it starting to feel a little bit like Christmas in your neck of the woods? I see Christmas lights have been popping up for the past few weeks around here. Actually, some of them quite a few weeks ago. But more and more every day. I put up my decorations this past weekend. And in a very rare occurrence, I'm already halfway done my Christmas shopping. Normally, I'm a December 23rd, 24th kind of guy, but... For some reason this year, I don't know, I've been on the ball or whatever, but I've got my Christmas shopping started early. Now speaking of presents, I would love to get a little gift from you in the form of our Friday forum. That's right. I would love for you to send in your story of what you learned. It doesn't matter if it's a short 60 second or several minutes long, whatever it is, just head on over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. And you can either type it up or submit an audio file through the form on that page. Or you can use our SpeakPipe widget and talk directly into your device's microphone and record that way. Or you can always call the voice feedback line at 304-837-2278. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Now it's time for today's fun fact of the day. Now as I mentioned, the holiday season is here. And you can't help but turn on the TV at this time of year and stumble across one of the Peanuts specials. I know Thanksgiving was just in the US and they had the the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special and I saw commercials on TV for the Christmas special that'll be airing soon. And we even just had a Peanuts movie at the theater. So I just thought I'd throw out a little fun fact about Peanuts. More specifically, Charlie Brown. Did you know that Charlie Brown's father was a barber? You know, in all my years of watching Charlie Brown, I don't remember ever hearing that his father was a barber. So if you're like me, you just learned something new. It also makes you wonder if his father being a barber is the reason why Charlie Brown only has three hairs on his head. Who knows? Well, here's what I learned yesterday. My dad is 88 years old and he's still independent. He still drives his car. He still lives in the house we bought back in 1979 when my family moved back to Ontario. But not for long. My dad's memory is starting to go, especially his short-term memory. He has trouble remembering details from anything recent. Last month, for my daughter's 16th birthday, we decided to go out for dinner. I had told my dad a few days before, but I knew he wouldn't remember, so I called him that day at noon to remind him to join us at the restaurant at 6pm. At 5pm, I called him again. Of course, he had forgotten, but he told me that he would start getting ready and he would meet us there. We got to the restaurant a little bit early, and while Kim, Joel, and the rest of the family went in to sit down, I stayed outside to wait for my dad. 6 p.m. came and went, and he still wasn't there. I tried calling his house, but there was no answer, so I thought, well, he must be running late, so I'll just wait around. When I still didn't see him several minutes later, I tried calling a few more times. Finally, around 6.30, my dad picked up the phone at home. When I asked him what he was doing, he told me he was taking a nap, and he hadn't heard the phone ring before. I told him that we were at the restaurant waiting for him. And his response was, is that today? He didn't even remember me calling him an hour previously to remind him. Now that's the way it's been for a little while now. He's been forgetful for a few years, but we started noticing it getting worse about a year ago. So much so that he actually started noticing it himself. He'd often tell me that his memory was going. And of course, he'd never remember that he already told me that. But on several occasions, he would mention it. Now, my dad's been living alone since my mother passed away in 2013. When we started noticing the problem more and more, I did talk to him about possibly moving him into a retirement home. One of those nice places where he would have his own apartment and he could be pretty well independent, but there would still be somebody around that can check in on him from time to time. The way things were going now and with his memory, I was afraid that he might forget to turn off the stove or something and I would just feel better knowing that there was people keeping an eye on him. And when I brought up this topic, he was actually very open to the idea, and he suggested that we start looking at the various options available to him around town. So we looked into things, we narrowed it down to a few different places, but when it finally came time to choose which one he really wanted, he always told me he wanted more time to think about it. Now, as I said, he was in good health, so I didn't think there was a big rush, so I let it go. Now, a few months ago, I noticed something else that concerned me. The pharmacy that handles my dad's pills, they supply them in these bubble packs for him. They kind of look like an oversized pack of chiclets gum and each day's pills are in a row with blister packs. One for the morning, one for noon, one for dinner and one for bedtime. So all my dad has to do is look for the appropriate day and pop the blister pack for whatever time of day it is and take those pills. It's really easy. Everything's organized. He doesn't have to worry about different bottles and everything. Now I started noticing whenever I'd go visit that he wasn't consistent with his pills. I try to stop by at least once a week and sometimes I'd notice that the pills for the last couple of days were still in the blister pack and when I questioned him about it he'd tell me oh no I took my pills this morning I remember but of course with his memory the way it is he might be remembering taking pills a few days ago and not necessarily that morning. Well, that was that. It was one thing when he was just forgetting times or or appointments or stuff, but when he starts forgetting to take his medication, I told him enough was enough and that it was time that we actually move forward with the retirement home thing. And he agreed. We went for a few tours of different places and then we finally put a deposit and added his name to a waiting list at the one he liked best. Now, we were told they'd let us know when an apartment became available. And my dad was actually a little excited about the whole thing. Now, last week, they called me to say an apartment would be vacant on December 8th. When I told my dad, it suddenly became real for him, and he wasn't as upbeat as he was before. He still liked the idea of moving there and having people to socialize with, but he really didn't like the idea of leaving the house he's lived in for over 35 years. Now, because my mom had a back problem, my dad started sleeping in my old room not long after I moved out of the house. As I mentioned earlier, my mom passed away a couple of years ago and her bedroom hasn't really been touched since. I offered to help my dad go through it, but he always told me he'd do it himself, but he never got around to it. Now, we had already decided that when it came time to move my dad into an apartment, he would take my mom's bedroom set because it's in much better condition than my old one. So this past weekend, with less than two weeks away before he moves, I finally said enough's enough and I started cleaning out my mom's room. Well, let me tell you, That woman liked to hold on to keepsakes. I found souvenirs from just about every special occasion from my, my brother's, as well as our grandkids' lives. It was really tough. I knew going in there that most of the stuff would need to be thrown out. There was no way my dad was going to take any of it to his new apartment. And most of it isn't really worth anything to anybody else anyways. So I had both a recycling box and a large garbage bin in the room to discard things in. My dad had a real hard time of it. He had a story to go along with just about every item we found. There were things there my dad hadn't seen in probably 40 years. Most of them he had completely forgotten about. And yet it was still a struggle for him to get rid of him. And I had to persuade him over and over that it wasn't worth keeping the item. Over and over again, I had to tell him that what was important was the memories. Those are what's precious, not the objects themselves. I mean, my mom still had the cake topper from my first communion. She had newspaper clippings of an award I won back in college. She had Kim and my wedding program. I told my dad that these were all things to do with my life, and if I'm okay to get rid of them, he should be too. In the end, it took me around seven hours to clean out that room that should have taken me less than three. I filled up four large garbage bags and two recycling boxes. Towards the end, my dad wasn't protesting as much. But let me tell you, I'm glad it was garbage night, and I was able to put the bags directly out at the road. Otherwise, I'm sure he would have gone back through them after I left. It's never easy to part with those sort of things. But in the end, we did. Here's what I learned. I had never really thought about it until this past weekend. But going through my mom's souvenir collection really brought something to light. We go through life collecting triggers. Every souvenir, every trinket, every keepsake, anything we collect, either to put away somewhere safe or to leave it out on display, they're all triggers for a memory. The object itself doesn't really hold any value beyond what it actually costs. It's the memory associated with it that's priceless. As I look around my office right now, I see my sword collection. Without hesitation, I can tell you which is my most precious. Not because it's the most expensive, because I can tell you it isn't, but because it's the one Kim gave me on her 15th wedding anniversary. Every other sword in my office, I bought myself. That one sword is precious to me because it's a trigger. I think of Kim every time I look at it. Now, I love that sword. It's a beautiful sword. But if something happened to it and I lost it, it wouldn't affect my memories of Kim at all. So it wouldn't be that big a loss. When my grandfather passed away, he left me his gold ring. This was a ring that he had been awarded at work for years of dedicated service. Every memory I have of him, he's wearing that big ring on his hand. Now, several years later, Our house was broken into, and the ring was amongst the stolen items. I was crushed at the time. It was the only keepsake I had of my grandfather. But now I realized that it was only a trigger. Sure, it was a solid gold trigger, but it was a trigger nonetheless. It wasn't a nice-looking ring, so I never would have worn it myself. And since it was a keepsake, I never would have sold it. It would have just sat in a drawer forever. So the only value the ring had for me was the memories of my grandfather associated with it. And since I didn't lose those memories with the ring, it just proves to me that it wasn't really that important. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't collect or keep things as souvenirs or keepsakes. What I'm saying is that the value is actually in the memory. And even though it hurts us when we lose those things, it really isn't the end of the world. We will get over it. I always feel bad when I see someone on the news that's lost everything they've had due to a fire, or a natural disaster, or a war, or whatever. I mean, I don't wish that upon anyone. But in time, those people will get over those losses, and they will move on. They may feel sad, angry, depressed at the loss of those keepsakes and souvenirs. But no matter how they feel, the memories associated with those triggers will still be with them. Who I really feel for... Are those people with Alzheimer's or some other ailment that causes them to lose their precious memories. The people whose triggers no longer work. Those are the ones that get to me. Now I'm grateful that my dad still retains his precious memories. He may be having trouble remembering short-term things, but if the many stories he told me on Saturday are any indication, his long-term memory is working fine. And I told him as much. That's part of what helped him discard so many of my mom's things he realized that the value was in the memories, not in the objects themselves. I'm Mark Decote, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter, at GSM Podcasts, and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'd be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes.